voice of Marshall University. WMUL-FM, Huntington, West Virginia. And now, News Center 88 at 5, the area source for the most complete news coverage from across the campus of Marshall University and the Huntington Tri-State area. And now, the News Center 88 team. Good evening, everyone. For this Wednesday, October 25th, 2023, I'm Emma Johnson. And I'm Luke Hamilton. Coming up this evening on News Center 88, UN warns Gaza blockade could force it to sharply cut relief missions as Israeli bombings rise. All on your only daily source for Marshall Broadcast News. Samantha Riddle will be in with the Metro Huntington weather forecast, and Ray Rynearson will be in with the FM88 Sports Report. The current temperature outside is a cloudy 80 degrees. And now on to our top story. The first major snowstorm of the season dropped up to a foot of snow in the Helena, Montana area, canceling some bus routes. The storm began yesterday in the northern Cascades and Rockies, prompting people to bring out their winter coats, boots, and ice scrapers after a warm fall in many places. Montana's capital city received the heaviest snowfall overnight with up to a foot of snow by this morning. The National Weather Service warned of hazardous travel on snowy mountain passes and ice on some highways when snow initially melts and freezes as road temperatures drop. The UN Agency for Palestinian Refugees has warned that without immediate deliveries of fuel, it will soon have to sharply cut back relief operations across the Gaza Strip. The territory has been blockaded and hit by devastating Israeli airstrikes since Hamas militants launched an attack on Israel more than two weeks ago. Hospitals in Gaza are struggling to treat masses of wounded with dwindling resources. Health officials in the Hamas-ruled territory say the airstrikes killed more than 750 people between yesterday and today. It's not clear how many of those killed were militants. The city of Orlando is moving forward with plans to create a memorial on the property of the Pulse nightclub, where 49 people were massacred seven years ago. City leaders agreed Monday night to purchase the property for $2 million. Orlando Mayor Buddy Dyer says they plan they are going to plan a collaborative approach, working with families of the victims to create the memorial. On June 12, 2016, Omar Matten opened fire in the gay nightclub, killing 49 and wounding 53 people. At the time, it was the worst mass shooting in modern U.S. history. That number was suppressed in 2017 when 58 people were killed at a country music festival in Las Vegas. Authorities say the estranged son of a Nashville police chief who was wanted in the shooting of two police officers, was found dead of a self-inflicted gunshot wound after leading police on a chase in a stolen car. Police had been searching for 38-year-old John Drake Jr. since Saturday, when two officers were shot and wounded outside a Dollar General store in Laverne, about 20 miles southeast of Nashville. The Tennessee Bureau of Investigation says officers found Drake dead last night. Drake had been wanted on two counts of attempted first-degree murder. He was the son of Metro Nashville Police Department Chief John Drake. New court documents say an off-duty airline pilot who tried to cut the engines on a flight in mid-air told police he had been struggling with depression. State prosecutors in Oregon filed 83 counts of attempted murder against 40-year-old Alaska Airlines pilot Joseph David Emerson yesterday. His attorney has entered a not guilty plea on his behalf. Federal prosecutors charged Emerson with interfering with a flight crew. The charge can carry up to 
20 years in prison. Court documents say Emerson had told police that he had been struggling with depression and that a friend had recently died and he had taken psychedelic mushrooms about 48 hours before he attempted to cut the engines. Coming up, UAW appears to be moving toward a potential deal with Ford that could end strike. That and more news from across the Tri-State when News Center 88 returns, right after this. In, winds and delivers. Estrada lines one into left field. Shaylin Braxton comes in to score. Abigail Estrada has her legendary moment and gets the walk-off win. Marshall survives and advances. Gore once again fires it for three-point land, and there it is, point number 1,000 in her thundering herd career, the 21st player in program history to do so back around, gets right to the ball, sends a cross in, and it's into the back of the net. The thundering hurts. Eddie Dakwar on senior day. Gets around the defender after he missed the ball the first time, flips it back in, goes upper 90 on the far side of the post. The worldwide leader in Marshall University sports coverage, the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. and welcome to the Music Request Hotline. Please state the name of the genre you'd like to hear. Alternative? You said hip-hop. If that's correct, please say yes. No. You have confirmed hip-hop. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. I said alternative. Country you want to hear? No, no, no. Country it is. No, I said, said alternative. Sports. Alternative rock. Music. No, no, okay. no, no. Tired of ignored requests? Call 696-6651 and get what you asked for on WMUL FM. No, I want Welcome back to News Center 88, voted best spot news reporting by the Virginia's Associated Press. I'm Emma Johnson. And I'm Luke Hamilton. A West Virginia prosecutor says a man has been charged with murder in connection with the disappearance of a 10-year-old girl more than two decades ago. Raleigh County prosecuting attorney Ben Hatfield told news outlets a special grand jury handed down an indictment yesterday charging Larry Webb with killing Natasha Carter. The girl and her mother, Susan Carter, haven't been seen since August 8, 2000. The FBI announced a renewed push for answers in the case in 2021, and police executed search warrants at Webb's home in 2022 and 2023, saying additional evidence was recovered. During the last search, Webb told news outlets he didn't know what happened to the girl. The United Auto Workers Union appears to be edging closer to a tentative contract agreement with Ford that would be crucial to ending the union's six-week-old strikes against the three major Detroit automakers. Two people with knowledge of the talks said yesterday. The people said the union has made a counteroffer to Ford that proposes a 25% general wage increase over the life of a new four-year contract, and that negotiations yesterday extended well into this morning. Previously, Ford, Stellantis, and General Motors had all offered 23% pay increases. The Pumpkin House in Canova is carving away for their annual display of themed pumpkins during the Halloween season. The pumpkin mania stretches far beyond the local community and spreads all the way to Marshall's campus. I'm Rick Griffith. I'm a pharmacist on Griffith and Pyle Pharmacy in Canova, and I'm also the town's village idiot. I have been doing this since my daughters were little in 1978 to a small degree, and then it grew, grew, and grew. And finally, when we moved to this house, the first year we did 500, 
and then it quickly jumped up to 2,000 for the year 2000 and my volunteers said please don't do 2000 again i said i won't so we jumped up to 3000 and they shut up wouldn't it be great if everything in life was that way that there was a need and people jumped in there so apparently whatever the problems of the world are we ought to put pumpkins with it and it'll get solved i think there's always those moments to where you're just kind of in here and it gets real quiet and all you hear is scraping or somebody hitting a tool on a table to try to get the pumpkin guts out of it I, I really like those moments and then I, I actually sometimes will enjoy the moments of you get the people that come in and they'll, they'll walk in they want to see what you're doing and they see it and they go wow just I think that's always been my favorite part I think it's been a great experience for a lot of the students that have come they've really enjoyed it and uh, I think they really get a lot out of being a part of this sort of bigger this whole community-wide kind of event uh, connects them with the local area somewhat and uh, it's a lot of fun and the you know at the end when there's 10,000 people moving through the yard they, they get to say hey I was a part of that yeah <laughs> they can point and say I carved those as this craziness grew throughout our community and then people in the tri-state began to come one of the largest and most valuable groups have been Marshall University students I'm a big Marshall fan and we always do several Marshall pumpkins and the Marshall community supports us and comes and brings people. And I will say that one of the things that's most fun about that is to meet kids from other states. The Pumpkin House is planning to finish carving by Saturday, October 28th. Volunteers are welcome to help with the creation of a display featuring 3,000 pumpkins along with a light and music show. Coming up next, USPS touts crackdowns on postal crime carrier robberies with hundreds of arrests. That and more news from around the nation when News Center 88 returns. Stay with us. Freedom of, freedom, of speech means means freedom of speech means freedom to say, I don't like the cafeteria food. I'm pro-choice. I'm bipolar. I want change in my government. The freedom to say, I'm Republican and I'm gay. As, as long, long as, as it's, it's not, not hurting, hurting anyone, anyone. Whatever I say. Whatever I say. I have the freedom. I have the freedom to say it. I have the freedom to say it. This message is brought to you by the NAB Education Foundation, the Broadcast Education Association, Robert R. McCormick Foundation, and this station. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the WMUL request line singer. Oh man, we're out of range. I'll miss all of my favorite music. No worries. With WMUL's 24-7 live stream, the cutting edge of your radio dial becomes the cutting edge of your phone too. Just go to marshall.edu slash WMUL and your favorite music goes wherever you do. I'll pull up now, just in time for more music. Call 696-6651 now. DJs are standing by. Welcome back to News Center 88, voted best radio news reporting by the Society of Professional Journalists, Mark of Excellence Awards. I'm Emma Johnson. And I'm Luke Hamilton. A new survey finds the total number of abortions provided in the U.S. after bans started going into effect in some states last year increased slightly. The report found that the numbers fell to nearly zero in states with bans on abortion at all stages of pregnancy. But it found the numbers surged elsewhere particularly in the states near those with bans. Clinics that provide abortion medication through online appointments and funding for patients to travel may be factors in the increase. The U.S. Supreme Court's 2022 ruling cleared the way for the restrictions. 
A new study has found that people convicted of crimes related to dem- excuse me, domestic extremism face far shorter prison terms than those convicted in international terrorism cases, even when the crimes are similar. The first of its kind analysis by terrorism researchers at the University of Maryland comes amid scrutiny of the outcomes of the January 6 cases, including those including for some Oath Keepers and Proud Boys who received sentences years lower than what was called for by prosecutors and sentencing guidelines. President Joe Biden has called domestic terrorism the, quote, most urgent terrorism threat, unquote, faced by the country, yet the data shows that on average the penalties associated with the crimes don't reflect that. Officials say a man was trapped inside a steel-reinforced concrete jewelry vault in New York City overnight after firefighters had to abandon an attempt to rescue him for safety reasons. Fortunately, the vault was on a timer and open on its own this morning. Assistant Fire Chief John Sirocco says the fire department was called to the Midtown Manhattan building yesterday evening, but did not explain how the man became trapped. After about 10 hours of drilling, firefighters stopped searching their attempts to breach the vault could harm the man trapped inside. Sirocco says the doors opened as scheduled around 7 a.m. and the man was freed unharmed. The U.S. Postal Service says law enforcement officials have charged more than 600 people with postal crimes since launching a crackdown in May. The so-called Operation Safe Delivery follows a surge in robberies. The Postal Service also delayed over 10,000 high-security boxes in high-risk areas to prevent mouth excuse me, to prevent mail theft. To reduce robberies of mail carriers, the agency is replacing tens of thousands of antiqued arrow keys that make them a target for criminals. Postmaster General Louis DeJoy says it's important to protect what he calls the, quote, sacred, excuse me, of the nation's mail, unquote. But he says his primary concern is the safety of postal carriers. A Palestinian-American woman whose six-year-old son was killed in what police are calling a hate crime in Chicago suburb is asking the public to, quote, pray for peace, unquote, as she recuperates from her injuries. Hanan Shahin issued a statement yesterday throughout the Chicago chapter of the Council on American-Islamic Relations after meeting with the group's executive director a day earlier. It marked her first public comments since the brutal October 14th attack that left her with multiple stab wounds and stitches on her face. She was recently released from the hospital. Authorities say the family's suburban Chicago landlord singled them out because of their Islamic faith and as a response to the escalating Israel-Hamas war. Coming up next, Mike Johnson, a conservative from Louisiana, is elected House Speaker with broad GOP support. Your daily political update when News Center 88 returns right after this. High school students from around the world come to spend a semester or year in area schools. Your family can learn about Germany, China, Finland, or another country by hosting a student. International Experience is a nonprofit that facilitates international exchange, and they invite you to share your home with a student who will become a part of your family. To learn more, contact International Experience at 888-266-2921. That's 888-266-2921, or visit ie-usa.com, 888-266-2921. You're listening to West Virginia's first public radio station. Public radio? What does that mean? No commercials. All I'm trying to say is maybe uh, no commercials is a good idea. Help build ratings. 
So crank up the commercial-free sound of WMUL FM 88.1, and we guarantee you won't hear one single commercial. Welcome back to News Center 88. I'm Emma Johnson. And I'm Luke Hamilton. The judge in Donald Trump's civil fraud trial has fined the former president $10,000. The judge says Trump violated a limited gag order barring personal attacks on court staffers. The fine was issued today after Trump complained outside court about what he called, quote, a person who's very partisan sitting alongside, unquote. The judge in the case, Arthur Ingeron. Weeks ago, Ingeron ordered all participants in the case not to comment publicly about his staff. The October 3rd gag order came after Trump made a social media post maligning the judge's principal law clerk, who sits beside him in court. Trump's lawyer says his comment today was about witness Michael Cohen, not the clerk. Republican Congressman Mike Johnson of Louisiana has been elected House Speaker. Republicans eagerly gave Johnson the gavel today by a vote of 220 to 209, with a few absences. Johnson picked up an important nod of support ahead of the vote from Donald Trump. Johnson was the fourth candidate Republicans nominated to replace Kevin McCarthy. The Republican majority has been without a speaker for three weeks and is desperate to end the chaos and get back to work. Ahead of voting Johnson, he said he felt, quote, very good, unquote. Far-right members refused to accept a more traditional speaker. Moderate conservatives didn't want a hardliner. China said the United States is, quote, biggest disruptor of regional peace and stability, unquote, in the world in a scathing response to a Pentagon report on China's growing military buildup. The annual report that is required by Congress is one way the Pentagon measures the military capabilities of China, which the U.S. government sees as its key threat in the Asia-Pacific region and America's primary long-term security challenge. The statement China's Ministry of Defense issued in response early this morning called the Pentagon report's findings false and used it to turn to hit back at the U.S.'s U.S.'s recent actions in helping Israel and Ukraine, as well as its buildup of military installations worldwide. The White House has scrapped plans to have the B-52s perform at the state dinner for Australia's Prime Minister. First Lady Jill Biden says it would be inappropriate when, quote, so many are facing sorrow, unquote, without directly referencing the devastation of the Israel-Hamas war. The First Lady announced that the entertainment portion of today's dinner had been adjusted. Instead of party music from the new wave band best known for Love Shack, the entertainment will be instrumental music performed by U.S. military bands. Members of the B-52s will instead attend the dinner as guests. The White House is developing prudent contingency planning to evacuate Americans from the Middle East in case the Israel-Hamas war spreads into a broad regional conflict. Today, White House National Security Council spokesman John Kirby stressed there are currently no, quote, active efforts, unquote, to evacuate Americans from the region beyond charter flights the U.S. government began operating earlier this month out of Israel. President Joe Biden and Saudi Arabia Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman also spoke by phone yesterday about the deteriorate by the, excuse me, the deteriorating situation. It was the two leaders' first interactions since before Hamas attacked Israel. And coming up, Samantha Riddle will have a complete look at your Metro Huntington weather forecast, and Ray Ronierson will be in with the FM88 Sports Report. Stay with us. Would you believe that someone could go in for cancer treatment and end up infected with hepatitis C? I'm Evelyn McKnight, and that's what happened to me. 
because a healthcare worker reused a syringe during my chemotherapy. This should never happen, but in fact, thousands of people have been exposed to serious infections because of unsafe injections. Don't let it happen to you. Learn what questions to ask your healthcare provider to protect your health or even save your life. To find out more, go to oneandonlycampaign.org. Do it today. The worldwide leader of Marshall University sports coverage. So Marshall in North Carolina, about 45 seconds away from tip-off here inside the Dean Dome. High atop the Liberty Bowl. Broadcasting from what we'll call affectionately the tool shed. As the kick is high and end over end, we're underway here at Lane Stadium. Welcome back to the Wallstein Center in downtown Cleveland, Ohio. Marshall women's basketball on the brain. WMUL FM Huntington. Are you job hunting? With SelfCheck, you can check your employment eligibility records before your next employer does. So before you apply, check out USCIS.gov backslash self-check. It's fast, it's easy, and it's free. Self-check gives you the confidence of knowing your government records are in order. Check out your employment eligibility today at USCIS.gov backslash self-check. Self-check is a service of U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services and E-Verify. Welcome back to New Center 88. I'm Samantha Riddle, and it is now time for your Metro Huntington weather forecast. Currently outside of the WMUL studios, it is a cloudy 80 degrees. Tonight we will dip down into the lower 50s. Tomorrow we will see highs around 78 with lows near 61. With some light rain showers expected tomorrow night. As we look towards this week on Friday, we will see highs in the upper 70s and lows in in the lower 60s with some light rain showers also expected on Friday. Today in weather history on this day in 1988, severe thunderstorms erupted over northeastern Texas during the late evening producing softball-sized hail at Newcastle and John Jonesboro. Low pressure over James Bay in Canada continued to produce showers and gale force winds in the Great Lakes region. Thank you to weather4u.com for that information. And that does it for your Metro Huntington weather forecast. Currently outside of the WMUL studios, it is a cloudy 80 degrees. For News Center 88, I'm Samantha Riddle. Thanks, Samantha. Now Ray Ronierson joins us with the FM 88 Sports Report. Thanks, Emma. Spiking over to Marshall Volleyball. This Friday and Saturday, the Marshall Thundering Herd Volleyball team will play the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers for its final home series of the 2023 season. Both games will be broadcast right here on the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network, with Friday's broadcast starting with pregame at 5.45 p.m. and first serve at 6. Then concluding with Saturday's broadcast starting with pregame at 12.45 p.m. and first serve at 1. In Marshall Men's Soccer, on Friday, the number 6 ranked Marshall Dunning Herd men's soccer team will travel to Norfolk, Virginia for their final away game of the 2023 regular season to take on the Old Dominion Monarchs. The Thundering Herd will look to end a two-game losing streak. Running over to Marshall Cross Country, on October 13th, the Marshall Thundering Herd cross country team competed in the Texas A&M Arturo Barrios Invitational. FM88 Sports' Ben Anderson has the recap on the Thundering Herd's first-ever trip to Texas A&M. 
On Friday, October 13th, the Marshall Thundering Her Cross Country team competed in the Texas A&M Arturo Berrios Invitational, marking the program's first ever trip to Texas A&M. The Thundering Herd would go up against multiple Sunbelt opponents, including Arkansas State, Texas State, and Louisiana. Leading the way for the women's team in a race featuring 385 runners was graduate student Abby Herring, finishing 13th in the 6K, setting a new school and personal record of 20 minutes and 2 seconds, and last week was named Sunbelt Conference Runner of the Week for her performance. Herring says that it was an honor to be recognized to the best runners in the Sunbelt Conference. It was super exciting. Like, I haven't gotten it yet this year, and I think that we have a ton of good runners in the Sunbelt. And so being able to be named that Sunbelt Runner of the Week was really cool. Three more Marshall women, Hannah Weiler, Asha Bora, and Sophia Newsom, also set 6K personal records as well. The women's team would finish 24th out of 42 teams. Cross-country head coach Caleb Bowen says he was impressed with the way the women's team was able to battle through the adversity. On the women's side, obviously... They ran really well. They do a great job on the 6K course, which I wasn't really sure about since we've only done 5K so far. But, you know, Abby ran a killer race. We had some girls step up, too, like Hannah Weiler, Hannah Toth, Asha. They all took us a good step forward. So I was really excited to see all that. Leading the way for the men's team was graduate student and Milford, Michigan native Evan White, finishing 132nd in the AK with a time of 24 minutes and 53 seconds. White says that the Texas A&M Invitational provided a great way to prepare for the challenges that Await the thundering herd at the Sun Belt Championships. It was a good experience. We were out there in a very large meet. We had a whole bunch of competition. We didn't race as fast as we wanted to, but hey, it was good acclimation to get racing in some hot weather, a little humid. So help us basically get set up and ready for this upcoming weekend at conference. The Marshall Thundering Herd cross country team will be back in action on October 28th in Foley, Alabama, for the Sun Belt Conference Championships as the Thundering Herd aimed to capture its first Sun Belt Conference title for FM 88 Sports. I'm Ben Anderson. Thanks, Ben. This Saturday, the Marshall Thundering Herd cross-country team aims to capture the university's first team conference championship as members of the Sunbelt Conference. Now, in other sports news. In the MLB, the Texas Rangers are back in the World Series for the first time since twice being within one strike of winning the 2011 title. They entered the season with a franchise loser excuse me, with a franchise-long streak of six consecutive losing seasons, including 102 losses just two years ago. The Rangers wrapped up a seven-game AL Championship Series with an 11-4 win Monday against the Houston Astros, last year's World Series champs. Texas now hosts Game 1 of the World Series against Arizona on Friday night. That will be 12 years to the day after Game 6 when the Cardinals were twice down to their final strike. St. Louis beat Texas in 11 innings, then finished off the World Series the next night. The Colorado Avalanche, excuse me, in NHL news, the Colorado Avalanche, Boston Bruins, and Vegas Golden Knights have all won their first six games of the NHL season. It's the first time in league history that three teams have all done that. The Golden Knights, with seven consecutive victories, have already set the record for the best start by defending cup champion. The Avalanche just set a league record with its 15th consecutive road win. The Bruins believe they're starting to find its identity following a first-round exit last playoffs. In NCAA football, the American Athletic Conference voted unanimously to add Army as a football-only member starting in 2024. According to two people with direct knowledge of the decision, the people spoke to the Associated Press on condition of a nominee because a formal announcement was still in the works. Arm will replace SMU to keep the American a 14-football league when SMU moves to the Atlantic Coast Conference. 
The move puts Army and Navy football in the same conference, but their traditional end-of-the-season standalone matchup will remain a non-conference game so it can be played after conference championship. That does it for the FM88 sports team. I'm Ray Ronierson. Thanks, Ray. Coming up, love it or hate it, feelings run high over candy corn come Halloween. Stay with us to find out more right after this on News Center 88. Welcome to Marshall University. We hope you enjoy your stay. But we know sometimes college students can get a little down. Introducing the cutting edge of all ailments, WMUL. Feeling homesick? No problem. WMUL will keep you company all day long, from our 6 a.m. morning shows until late night alternative. Tired of pinching pennies? Then WMUL is perfect for you. Marshall's very own radio station is 100% commercial free. We hope you enjoy our presentation, and don't forget to listen to 88.1 WMUL. You two must be proud of Johnny. Oh, we sure are. Yeah, he's a great kid. So he's got a job at the dealership, right? No, no. Yes, he did. Oh, right, the dealership. You know, he just started uh, there. Actually, it's been about six weeks. <laughs> Has it been that long? And he graduates next year, right? Oh, no, no. He's still... Yes, he does, Tom. Sure, Johnny graduates next year. I thought you were talking about... Who, Tom? Need to get closer to your family? So, Larry, let's talk about your kids. Give your family everything. Give them your time. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And finally today on News Center 88, a cruel joke for trick-or-treaters or coveted seasonal delight. The great Halloween debate over candy corn is on. In the pantheon of high-emotion candy, the shiny tricolor kernels in white, orange, and yellow are way up there. Fans and foes alike point to the same attributes, a texture that's plastic or candy-like, depending on who you ask, and the mega sugar hit it packs. Some say it conjures childhood memories. Love it or loathe it? Market leader Brax turns out about 30 million pounds of candy corn for the fall season each year. And that does it for this edition of News Center 88. Tune in tomorrow at 5 for the most complete news from Marshall University and the tri state area. And remember to check us out on the World Wide Web at marshall.edu/slash WMUL. For Luke Hamilton, Samantha Riddle, Ray Reinerson, Ben Anderson, Peyton Cisco, and for the entire New Center 88 team, I'm Emma Johnson, and your thought of the day is, no matter what happens in life, be good to people. Being good to people is a wonderful legacy to leave behind. Taylor Swift. <laughs>